Welcome to Abstract, a show dedicated to abstract ideas discussed amidst ever-changing tunes. I'm your host, Abby BK, and with me today is the wonderful and lovely Lauren Materia. Lauren, how are you? Thanks so much for joining. Hi, Abby. I'm doing really well. Thank you, first and foremost, for having me on Abstract. As soon as I saw you like started your own podcast this summer, I was like, I immediately was like, I hope she takes guests and I hope I can share my story one day. And like when you did ask me, I was like, oh my gosh, like this is the coolest thing ever. So thank you so much. Oh, I felt the exact same way about your podcast. And I was so excited to support your lifestyle brand, which we'll get into later. But yeah, no, you were someone that I wanted to have on the podcast, like from the beginning, I just had to figure out a way to do it, like virtually. So you know, using Spotify for podcasters and recording this in advance is kind of the move. It's nice. It opens more doors for, you know, future guests that I could have not just in the Burlington area. So yeah, I'm so excited that you're here. Um, so why don't we just have you sort of introduce yourself and give us a rundown of who you are. Um, you know, our whole story of how we met is on the podcast episode that I was on for your podcast. So we don't have to go too in depth about it. Um, but yeah, what's like your brief introduction? Yeah, well, thanks again. So for those who don't know me, my name is Lauren Materia. I did go to Champlain College as well. I majored in communication with a focus on the PR track. And my minor was in event management and planning, which I don't think is even like a program or minor or major or anything at Champlain anymore, which is kind of sad, but I'm glad I got to like have that experience. And I am based now back in Massachusetts, but I did live in Vermont for all four years of college despite the COVID years. And then I stayed an extra year last year because my partner, Colton, he had one year left. And I was like, I really just want to stay up here and like learn how to like live independently away from family. And now I'm back with my family, but I think it was for the best. So yeah, I live back at home. I have a PR job. I work remotely and I have this other new part-time social media thing too that I haven't really talked about. And I just do all these different things. I'm very multi-passionate, which we'll probably get into in this episode of like all these different things I juggle that make up my lifestyle, but also have really just brought me joy and happiness post-college. Cause I think that's like a big transitional period and chapter in everyone's life. And so I've learned a lot about how can I hone in on my creativity and just show it through PR and storytelling. And yeah, just like my personal brand. Definitely. I like just love seeing all that you do. And you know, one of the cool things is I always like to delve in with guests on the show about all of their creative endeavors, ones that maybe people don't know about as much, because I really truly believe that everybody has a creative side to themselves. And you're someone that you're like everywhere all at once. And I love it. <laughs> so we're going to have so much to talk about today in terms of your abstract ideas if we're going to stay on brand. Um, so in terms of Champlain, I had asked you to choose a song that reminded you of Champlain specifically or college in general, and you chose Mr. Brightside by The Killers. So I'm dying to know why you chose this particular song. Yes. So a lot of you probably, well, by a lot of you, I mean Olivia. <laughs> so Olivia is someone I met at Champlain. She was someone, I actually met her 
during like the open house or like admitted students day, like before I even started at Champlain and even knew I was like going to really commit to going to school there. I remember as soon as like we were like freshmen and we went on like the boat cruise, there was literally Mr. Brightside was playing and we weren't super close friends yet. Cause it's like, you literally move into college and it's like, oh my gosh, am I expected to make friends right away? But I don't know, something with Olivia, like we kind of just had this shared connection and we just were able to like let loose and have fun. And then every year after that, when that song came on, like we were orientation leaders together too. And that song came on and we just had a great time. And even like Champlain had snowballs. So like every time that song would come on, it was just like that one that I would like scream at the top of my lungs, just really have a fun time. And just, it just brings back like all these fun memories of like, pure bliss dancing with Olivia and like anyone else that wanted to join me because I love to dance. So I was like, I was thinking about this question because it's super hard. Like there's so many songs that could capture like a special chapter of my life in four years, but I would definitely say Mr. Brightside. It just has all the, all the feels of nostalgia from shared memories, especially with Olivia. So I hope she listens to this and (laughs) feels the same way about it. Oh, I love that. And we love Olivia. Yes, (laughs) I had the pleasure, obviously, of also working with her. So that's so cute to know that it's tied to a memory with you two. I really love how music, like I've I've spoken about this in like a few different episodes, can really set you into like a time and a place. So um, yeah, that's really, really interesting. So we can take a listen. So we'll listen to Mr. Brightside by The Killers. If you are listening in podcast format later, just make sure to check out the playlist for this episode. It's on Abstract's social media. All right. And we are back. So we listened to Mr. Brightside by the Killers and we're discussing what Lauren's memory was associated with that. But I want to get a little bit more into your post-grad life. So, you know, you're doing these great things at your PR firm, which you got from a connection that you made via an internship. So do you want to tell everybody about how you sort of obtained that job and how you knew that that was the right fit for you? Yes. So a lot of you also might know this story if you sat in on a Maple Street Media smart talk because I came to the campus a lot last year and I was able to just give these like career readiness speeches but specifically talking about my unique journey of how I like landed my full-time PR job today as someone in I guess the quote-unquote real world which is still really hard to wrap my head around um (laughs) but yeah so it started with an internship so I work at Quotable Media Co which we say is based in Boston, Massachusetts, because my boss lives in the like Boston boroughs. And I live in Massachusetts too, but we're a very small team. It's literally myself, my boss, and then her assistant, Bianca, and she's all the way in Michigan. And then we have like a few PR interns that are in college and a few editorial interns, which are our magazine interns, because Quotable, our main service is obviously working with clients and they are usually lifestyle based. So it can be like in the food and beverage world. It can be like beauty and spa related fashion related nonprofits. Um, So we work with a diverse palette of clients, which I really like. And a lot of them are local to Boston. So that's another reason why we say we're, we're like a Boston mini PR boutique agency. Um, And with PR too, I guess I just want to break down like 
a lot of you probably aren't even in the PR field. So basically what my job is, you know, my title is assistant account manager, and that still is a mouthload. So to like break that down more, essentially we take on clients if they want to like have help with like social media consulting and like just their marketing and help with like, say it's a certain like product or a service or like campaign they're working on and they just need more exposure. I feel like I call myself someone that's like a jack of all trades, but someone that's like a middleman. So between our agency, like quotable, like representing quotable, but then also representing the clients, I'm that like middle person reaching out to the media and the media, meaning like Boston writers and journalists and like TV anchors and like radio hosts like Abby. So like essentially (laughs) I reach out to different people organically and I, it's not like advertising or like paid placements where you're like reaching out to a writer and saying like, okay, I'll pay you this amount of money to get our client on the cover of this publication. We don't do anything like that. Like it's not a bad thing if certain agencies do paid PR, but we ethically all are like, we live in the same vein of like, we ethically want to like generate new relationships from the ground up with writers, because when you get to see something come to fruition, I think that's why I love PR and my job because a, it's so diverse because you get to work with so many different clients and like help elevate their brand or their story. But also it's just like, I don't know. It's like paying it forward. And I always knew I wanted to go into a profession where you were paying it forward for others to make them happy. Like I've like, for example, like right now we have like two new clients that are starting with us, a restaurant and a med spa this month, which is super cool. But we also have been working with a food co-op that's going to be opening in Dorchester, Mass, hopefully in October. It's been a long time coming because we've been working with them since April. And their grand opening is, like I said, hopefully happening in October. They're just waiting on some like occupancy things to be passed by in the Board of Health. But why I love working with them is because we've generated so much coverage like leading up to this opening. And I'm honestly kind of baffled by it because like, sometimes I like have to remind myself, like I did this and like, be proud of it. And I think that's something like I I've always said, I'm a very humble person. And I think with like seeing like them in the Boston globe or even just in like boston.com or just knowing they're on like a really cool iHeart radio, like podcast or radio show, it's been like super rewarding for me too. So it's like, it doesn't have my name on it and I don't need it to have my name on it. I just need to see the client's name out there. And it just makes me so happy when I know like I was able to like do this from scratch. And I really think, you know, my education at Champlain and like my classes definitely helped me like, you know, see it all through as well. And like gave me all this confidence and now like doing it in the real world. I'm like, this is not a case study in the, like in one of Nancy's class, like this is real life now, like being able to be like, these are active clients. These are like, you know, things that, you know, I couldn't do in college. I'm like, I, you know, I did it all as like practice and mock-up and like, you know, for like finals and stuff. But then when you actually get to apply it to the real world in a like job, that's just like super cool to me. So. Oh, that's so good to hear. I mean, you deserve all of the successes that you get truthfully. Like I remember even back in the day, just when we were doing client work together, you obviously leading it and me being a little freshman, you were so professional (laughs) with everything. And I was so impressed by you and the other upperclassmen that ran 
um, you know, Maple Street Media, which was the student-run PR firm that we both were were involved in back in what was that, like 2020, 2021. Um, yeah. <laughs> so you know, it's it's cool to see all of that come to fruition and see you and like the rest of your fellow you know, Champlain grad classmates at the time, all working, honestly, most of you are working in the PR field, working for some really awesome firms doing amazing things. So we're always cheering you on from back in Burlington. You guys are like the the literal stars of our, <laughs> our PR classes. So <laughs> yeah, thank you, Abby. I know Abby literally filled me in like last week and was like, Oh my gosh, Lauren, it's like the first day of school and they're already showing your work. And I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. You, you guys are the stars. I'm telling you. <laughs> oh my gosh. That, that was such a nice uh, text to receive as well. And just knowing like how Abby always is keeping me in the loop. And I'm just so proud of her too. Like she's just a shining star. Like, as well and I'm just so glad that we're on the same path in life because I always know I'm gonna have her in my corner and vice versa so that just makes me so happy too oh me too so sweet so one thing that I feel like you say throughout your like personal brand as well as just in a lot of the conversations that we've had is one of the pulls that you felt toward PR was the whole storytelling aspect so could you just dive into that too because I know for me and like why I chose PR, it's quite similar in that um, mm-hmm. because there's a lot of creativity and creative freedom that comes with the job. So what does that look like for you? Yeah, definitely. I always say like PR to me, there's no like right or wrong way to do it. It really does come down to like your individuality and creativity. Um, you know, you can have frameworks that help you get to from like point A to point B, but it really it, you know, if you know PR, it's not merely about like the press releases and the media coverage. It really is the art of crafting stories that are going to resonate with a larger audience. And like forging connections is like what it takes to be a storyteller too. And that's what really matters. And, you know, I really also do believe in the whole aspect of like being collaborative and innovative. And, you know, I do take pride in like, you know, my ability in the real world to build bridges between like brands and media and like fostering new relationships that I think are going to stand the test of time. Because I always tell myself too, I'm like, even if I'm no longer working at the same agency in life, because I'm still only 23, you know, even in the next chapter, it's really cool how like those relationships you make with certain writers, whether it's like, a writer who covers travel or like a writer that covers nonprofits, like you can keep these contacts in your pocket and they're going to like be with you for life. So I think just knowing like you can be a storyteller just by, you know, obviously sharing the client's story, but also like being a storyteller, like, and really like kind of pitching yourself too. Like as much as I'm pitching like the clients and like what that's the main focal point, like we're all human. So like anytime I send an email to, I always will have like a call to action of like, Oh, I also loved your recent post on Instagram. And like, I I hope you had a great trip to X, Y, Z, you know, like I always try to make it personal because, you know, it's great to be like confident with the ask. If you want them to write about a specific story, that's compelling, which is the point, but you also want to be like, really just like, just relatable. Yeah. And like personable and not just make it seem like this is a transactional thing. And I'm going to like dispose of this like conversation as soon as you like feature the client. So I also like, 
I don't know. I think public relations too. I learned so much from Nancy and it really, you know, I, I remember like, I didn't even know what it was <laughs> like before I even took her class, but I remember there was like a quote she talked about like the founding, it's like the founding fathers of like PR. And there was one from like Ivy Ledbetter Lee that I like literally have on my portfolio, I think, or like LinkedIn. And it's basically talking to about like telling the truth because sooner or later, like the public will find it out anyway. And if the public doesn't like what you're doing, like you change your policies and bring them into line with what the public wants. So I think that goes along the lines of being a storyteller too, to like answer your question more, because, you know, when you are like thinking about what's going to be, you know, eye catching and what's going to be compelling, you also need to make sure like as a PR person to be a storyteller, you should know like the current trends, like what's going on in that said topic or field. So I think just always being truthful with what you're, you know, obviously pitching a writer to is so key because you want to make sure like you're not misrepresenting anything and there's just a lot when you're a storyteller, but there's also the fun creative parts, but there's also the parts where you're like, oh yeah, I have to make sure like I'm fact checking as a storyteller, like making sure this information is correct. So there's a lot of layers to it, but I see it as mostly a very like creative and individual, individualized approach. Yeah, I would definitely say the whole morality and ethical aspect of it also appealed to me too, because I just feel like as people, we both like, we want to do things right by other people. You know what I mean? Like we have a a guiding kind of conscience, the both of us. So I think that that is probably, you know, that makes sense that it would appeal to you too in that, in that regard. So another part of what you've been doing recently that I've been paying attention to and lots of people have is you're an ambassador for Babes Rising. So do you want to talk about, you know, your involvement with that and what that is and what it looks like for you? Yes. No, I'm super excited to finally be able to share this, like vocalizing it on this, you know, for Abby's radio show, because I've been trying to like get it out there, but I know there's been a lot of confusion. So essentially what Babes Rising is, it's an online coaching and educational platform, and it was built and designed by Shannon Keating. Um, She's like such a big sister to me at this point. It's crazy that I only met her in February through Instagram DMs. I feel like I have like the best of luck just (laughs) messaging people and it works out. I don't know if I manifest it, but anyways, yeah. So it's a coaching and educational platform. So built by Shannon and a team of young women and we all basically have firsthand experiences in the areas of like mental health and relationships and self-love and more like human design stuff and body image. So basically it's an online community for women specifically ages like 18 to 25. And I joined in February. I didn't really know what I was getting into at first. Cause I was like, do I want to do this? Like what if I'm bad at being an ambassador? What does this even mean? So essentially with babes rising, Um, what we do is we have like a, like a platform, a community, and we always have different fun journaling prompts. We have workshops, we have free resources and guides. And I love it because I'm going to be fully transparent. I have never talked to a therapist like before, like, I guess babes rising. I had no idea like that I really needed to just talk to someone like new that I didn't really know. And it's, I've I've learned a lot about being vulnerable with this group of people and like a lot of like transformational tools that I can use to just uplift myself, especially when, 
you know, you're out of the college bubble. I think for me, I was like, this just really aligned to join a community that also gets it. It's really been just like, so like supportive. <laughs> like I honestly text Shannon, the founder all the time. And we send each other voice notes, like, how is your day going? And it's just been so authentic to see like how our personal relationship has grown and like getting to know the other coaches that are certified in all those areas I mentioned, like holistic health and nutrition and body image, because those can be really tough conversations to have um, with people, you know, so it's been nice to be able to talk to like, you know, older women who, you know, are not too old, but they're like in their thirties. And it feels like, a you know, you kind of have like a big sister figure to just be like, I need to talk this through if you're going through something really difficult and you don't want to like talk to a family or friend. So it's just been really great. So I'm more than happy to like, obviously send Abby the like <laughs> for anything if she wants to share too, but it's just been so great. And you can follow them um, on Instagram too. It's babes underscore rising. And I do post a lot on my Instagram. So always happy to answer any questions on it. Oh, I love that. It's so important to find communities like that. So I didn't know too much about it. Um, just because I feel like we tend to talk more about specifically like PR or just like life things. And I'm so glad that you found something like that for yourself. So that's amazing. So congrats for, you know, being involved in everything. Thank you. So in terms of all of that, um, I mean, obviously we can all clearly see that Lauren is a girl boss. So I had asked Lauren to choose a song that was what she would consider her girl boss anthem. And you chose The Man by Taylor Swift, which I just like screamed a little when I saw that because I was like, yes, <laughs> yes, such a good choice. Um, so take us through why that particular song and why that resonates with you. Yeah, so I feel like a lot of people also might know I love Taylor Swift. I also love Olivia Rodrigo too. So this like category of like girl boss song was super hard for me because I was like, what do I, who do I want to choose? Because there's so many different layers of being a girl boss. But I feel like this year specifically, like, I've learned a lot about stepping up and being more confident. I just feel like The Man by Taylor Swift, like as much as it's talking about like patriarchy and like all these things and specifically for her, it's her, her struggle as a woman in like the music world and like gender inequality. Like it has a lot of layers and like you can look up the meaning of the song. But for me, like my meaning behind it is simply like, you know, like a lot of people might think like certain professions are, yeah, like male oriented. And I think public relations actually has like a pretty good balance. But I also just feel like for me, like since I'm the only one in like the PR agency that I work for doing my job, I always say I'm the jack of all trades. Like I do it all. Like no one else is doing this. And just kind of like seeing it as a like, I am the man because like I... I don't know if any other guy could simply do what I'm doing. Like, I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to say that. Cause like, I don't know. It's just like, it gives me all that confidence. Like if I'm, if I'm having like a really like low day or like, if I'm like bad, like just like a bad week and with work or with anything, I'm just like, you know what? No, like I am, I am born to shine. Like this song just is one I can turn on and immediately think like, no, like I'm doing everything I can. And just like, literally like being a girl boss as I'm doing my day-to-day -day remotely and I think that's also another reason like being fully remote I'm like no I'm still a girl boss like even though I don't like go into an office 24 7 and have that traditional like experience as most people do but I also know there's hybrid stuff going on too I just think like 
that's also another reason why this song is just like, no, like you can do it no matter what your like surroundings are, no matter like what your profession is like, I'm, you know, you can like do anything you set your mind to. And that's why this song like speaks a lot to me. Oh, I love it so much. I love this song too. So, all right. The Man by Taylor Swift. All right. And so up next, I feel like we should probably talk about your lifestyle brand, um, which I've already, you know, referenced and you've referenced too. So material girl lifestyle, um, you know, such a creative idea and something that, you know, I haven't seen at least anyone like that I've been close to doing. So it was so cool to see you start this up and see it grow. Um, how about you just, let's take everybody through what the creation of that was yeah. and what your initial idea was to even start your own brand. Yes. This is so such a great question. I'm so glad we're like spending some time here. Cause I really do feel like this is literally an extension of me and I'm super proud of like how I've built it up since like, last summer because it the origin story with it well I took a class in college and I'm, I believe Abby's in it right now too is a personal branding class and I was like huh like what is a personal brand I never thought about myself as a walking personal brand or like what what does that even mean like when you like dive deeper into it and then like I graduated May of 2022 and then I don't know I remember on my personal Instagram just my Lauren material one I like put up some like videos of me like talking and I was like how would people feel if I started like a lifestyle account like a separate Instagram and I was like I can't believe I just did that like after I posted that I was like what am I doing like do I even know if I want to do this and then I ran with it and I got a lot of great supportive responses like just from friends and even other people that like you know not that they're not friends but just people that I saw that were following me as more like acquaintances and everyone was like you should go for it do it like this seems like a really fun idea because I love my personal Instagram but I was like you know I kind of want one that's a little more aesthetic I also dabble in photography too. So I was like, hmm, I have like an eye for like how I like can visualize like crafting a post. And I was like, I think I want to do this. So I started it like probably last summer. Yeah, last summer already. <laughs> and I was like, I know I wanted to live on Instagram. And when I was creating it, first of all, I'm so shocked that like the name like Material Girl Lifestyle, I guess lifestyle, like tagging that on makes it not something that might have been like a common thing to use as a handle. But I was so shocked that it wasn't taken. So I was like, I'm going to snatch that I'm going to start it. And then I essentially just it kind of just flowed out of me at that point. Like I designed my logo in Canva. I love Canva. It was super easy. And I got a lot of like opinions like, oh, maybe do like these more minimalist colors. And I really liked the beige um, color I chose because it's super light and like just airy. And then I have like, you know, my other color palettes are like blush pink and just kind of like ones that I, that pop into my mind is like how I see myself now in this point in life. Like I see it as like blush pink and these tans and even more like neutral colors because I've kind of like tried to stay in that vein when I post too. Even if it's like, you know, a story, I, I'm like, I'm trying to make sure that it's aesthetic and it like makes sense to me and it's curated, but also not perfect. And I think that's the other reason why I wanted to start it. At first, I didn't even know I wanted to start a podcast with it. I was like, you know, I just want to share like just fun things that I'm doing, like either on the weekends, like if I go check this cool local local spot out, I want to like highlight it and write like a really long like paragraph as a caption and like really talk about it in my experience, which is now making me think I just need to definitely like 
publish this website I've been working on, which is something fun. I've been trying to build a website too, because I'm like, one day if Instagram crashes, everything's going to go away and like things need to live somewhere else. So that's a side note. I am building a website for it as well. But the <laughs> podcast started last August because I was like, you know what? I don't want this just to be about me because, you know, I don't want it to be like, oh, it's all about Lauren. It's all about Lauren. And like, we get it. She goes here and there. And like, not that I was thinking people were assuming that or anything, but I was like, I feel like everyone has a story and I want to be able to show this. And that's where the idea of the podcast Material Girl Talks comes from. It just had a little bit of a rebrand with the cover art because at first it was just the same logo I use on Instagram. But I was like, no, it's it's the, it's not the same. I mean, it's like under the same vein, but it's a separate entity of, you know, my personal brand. So essentially what my personal brand covers is just yeah, it's all about lifestyle. It's really just about feel good experiences that I embark on as a young adult. And I love to just give people the love and share the love where it's needed. So the podcast is all about, you know, inviting guests on, sharing their story, sharing how like we have a shared connection and anything that really pertains to them. There's really no right or wrong. I just love talking to people and sharing that with the world. And then for me, my main account is really, yeah, I post anything from fashion to like what I get for like a fall drink at Starbucks to like, you know, some like home decor to like, if anyone mentions me too, I'll like repost it and just be super kind and authentic about it. So being authentic, but not perfect, I think is, you know, at the core of my account and just knowing it's an extension of me and like that, what that's making me really happy. And it's been so great seeing all the support and it just makes me like, I don't know, I, I'm honestly speechless because everyone's just so nice and knows like, I'm like, you know, also just figuring it out as I go. And I think that's just super important to keep in mind when you're trying to like, start something It's just you no, know, like, you don't have to be perfect. And no one's expecting you to be perfect. It's just about like, knowing that you have support along the way. It's like, seriously, such a guiding light for me. Yeah, I feel like sometimes people get so wrapped up in you know, the little perfectionism bits of things that they don't start on something. And I just really admire when people take the jump. Like you don't have to know everything and you never will know everything. So you might as well just start and do something that you're inspired to do. So, you know, it's inspiring to see how it's, how it's been growing and how, you know, people have continued to support you. And I always love seeing all of the things that you're up to. Um, and the aesthetic of, of it all is also always really nice. Thank so, you. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it's also um, one of the kind of questions that I asked Lauren in terms of songs for her to choose. So I had asked you what um, a song would be that you felt reflected the vibe of your lifestyle brand and your podcast. And you chose Brave um, by Sarah. Is it Borellis? I always yes. I mispronounce <laughs> her last name for yes. whatever reason. Okay. Yeah. I know the song, but I'm just always afraid of her, her last name. Whenever <laughs> I'm saying it. Yeah. I chose the song. I feel like first of all, yeah. Saying Sarah Borellis, I'm like, whoa, like that's an old name. Like nobody says her name that much anymore. But I was like, I, again, I really took my time thinking about this one as well, because I was like, no, like for me to start this, this was an act of bravery. And I was like, what's a song that's going to capture that? I'm like, obviously Brave by Sarah Bareilles, but it's like, you know, just 
there's so many powerful lyrics in that like when she's like say what you want to say and let the words like fall out I feel like that's exactly what it's like for me when I like take a picture or something I'm like I don't even at this point question if I should post it I just do it and even though my captions are long and I don't expect everyone to read them it just makes me feel like yeah I'm like pouring my heart out into what I'm sharing with the world and like knowing I had all this kind of time to focus on a personal brand after graduating too is another reason why I was like super brave and bold about it and just you know yeah I think that's kind of what it comes down to is just taking the jump and like knowing you can do something that you set your mind to totally well don't you worry Lauren I read all of your captions (laughs) thanks Abby (laughs) you're welcome all right here is brave so in terms of like other creative endeavors that you have done or you do dabble in, as you may have said before, um, you know, one thing that I also associate you with is dance specifically, just because I always love seeing the Champlain College dance team perform. And um, so, and also you're a photographer um, and you enjoy photography. So what are kind of your like pulls to both dance and photography and how did that kind of start yeah um, in terms of those two yeah I'll start with dance because that's like literally like I I was literally dancing in a tutu at like age two I remember my mom wanted my twin sister and I Alex to just get into a sport of some type and she always said when we were like little like we were toddlers we were always like moving around the house just like super like energetic babies and she was like I think they're gonna be dancers like she'd say that to my dad and My mom was like very strategic with where she wanted us to go for dance. She wanted us to make friends, not within the town we grew up in, which was very like, I think a great perspective on her point. She wanted us to have friends that we didn't necessarily go to school with, but we saw it as like another like community of people that, you know, we can find a special like common ground with. So we danced, I danced in a town that's like, you know, bigger than the town I grew up in, which is so nice because it brought about like so many friendships from people I would have never have met if I just like did a high school sport or like any town sport. So I loved that. Like my mom, first of all, thought like that because I still talk with these dance people to this day, which is such a full circle story for me. But for dance, I remember like I started off with like the traditional like ballet and then I got into like tap and jazz and dance has different genres. Like obviously if you've seen a Broadway show, like that's like Broadway, that's a lot of jazz and musical theater. And then I did stay away from like hip hop because I'm like, I don't know how to like dance like this. And I think that's like really something really, you know, people might say, Oh, another dancer, another dancer. I'm like, no, not another dancer. Cause everyone has like an art to their dancing and I honestly loved like with the Champlain College dance team being able to just grow together as like a unit with everyone but also as an individual and I remember (laughs) I remember when they had like when I was a freshman they had like the dance team the Champlain College dance team had an open house and I was so petrified because I think everyone experiences that like I feel like a fish out of water like I know I love dance but should I be doing this like I felt really intimidated at first to like even go into a dance studio at a college because I was like what is this gonna be and I remember as soon as I like had that first open house experience like everyone just was so much more welcoming than I, you know, I put it up on a pedestal. Like I thought I was just not going to be good enough for what they wanted, but it was like the best thing I ever did, especially like 
you know, I always had that advice, like get involved, get involved when you go to school. And it's like, I know, I know I want to dance, but I don't know if I should here, if it's going to feel right. But I remember, yeah, I started off as just like a member of the team my freshman year and sophomore year. And then junior year, I became like the junior captain. I already forget the names of the titles, but it basically, I worked my way up the ladder authentically. Um, and it was super nice to know that others saw me as a leader. So I think dance really actually brought out a whole new layer and level of leadership for me that I wouldn't have like probably like recognized at first, but the more people that were like, no, Lauren, you'd be a great captain. You should be a captain and go for it. Like you're a so great at like dancing, but you're great at explaining. And I think that comes down to the communication side of why I'm in the field I'm in, because you have to be really like, you know, you have to know how to like break things down for those that might not have as much dance experience. And so I was able to like choreograph so many cool pieces. Um, my favorite one was probably driver's license. It was a small group, myself and two other dancers on the team. And it was a contemporary um, dance, which essentially is like lyrical. And if you know driver's license, you kind of can picture the type of, you know, movements. Um, and it's on YouTube on the Champlain College YouTube's page too, if you ever want to watch it. But that was probably my, my breakaway moment where I was like, I'm actually choreographing a dance. Like I never had done that before in my life. I was always taught choreography and like dance to someone else's, but that was like the first time I got to really do something for myself. And then that translated into senior year where I got to then choreograph more group numbers and be a captain and like, yeah, do all the things like take attendance and like, just be really like on top of it and going to all the practices and making sure everyone felt comfortable and welcome in a space. And I think that just, again, like aligns so well with like who I am today. So dance for sure. I don't know if you want to say anything before I talk about photography, but <laughs> no, that's okay. Go right ahead. Yeah. And then photography to sum it up really shortly, I just remember I saw like so many, like I was following a lot of people on social media and I feel like I was like, their photos look so good. And then I was like one Christmas, I just asked for a Canon rebel camera and I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing, but I just want to go for it again, like be brave and be bold and like hopefully take some photography classes, which I got to take a few like online things, but I'm still hoping to this day to do more in person, but I love to just capture anything and have an eye for it. Like use like, of course, like the rule of thirds, if you know what that means in photography, but also just like have fun with it. And I do have a photography account that's been a little dormant. It's Lauren Materia Photography, but I'm always like excited to take people's photos if they want any, like I've done like high schoolers before and just more like lifestyle and scenery stuff. So photography is like still a part of me because I'm still using photography with my lifestyle account, even though I don't always whip out my camera for everything. I still enjoy having it because it definitely has like allowed me to show my creativity in a different way so I love it you just are so good at so many things and we love to see all of the creative things that you're up to um but in terms of the next song that we should play um I had asked you uh to choose one that you thought you either were reminded of in terms of dance or a song that you would want to choreograph a dance to and you chose anyway by Noah Khan. So take us through this choice. Yes. I, okay. Anyway. Oh my God. I don't know why. Like even just saying it, like, I don't know why I just get emotional because it really is a message of just like unconditional love and support for someone who is struggling. And it could be struggling with something as like 
you know, heavy as addiction or difficult life situations. And I think for me, I, I'd still to this day, if the Champlain College dancing was like, we need you to come back to choreograph. I would be like so over the moon to choreograph to anyway by Noah Khan because I would see it like my vision is like them all wearing like some type of like flowy, like um, dark navy blue costume, more of a contemporary lyrical piece, just like something super powerful. And I, I just think Noah Khan, this is before like everyone was like, Noah Khan, Noah Khan, we know him, you know, it was like, I discovered this song in 2020. And that was the year this hits on his album, Cape Elizabeth. It's when, you know, I think everyone was going through somewhat of a dark time and just trying to find that unconditional love and support during specifically the pandemic. But, you know, I feel like we have to always keep in mind too, like, no matter what, like, everyone's always going through something. And even if you can't physically see what someone's going through, it's inside. And I think just knowing like the song anyway, is just that continue continual loop of like, no matter what life brings you, like you are always going to find your way and there's someone in your corner. So I just love it. And I just think it's just one of those Noah Khan songs that's not popular at all. And I think that's another reason why it just holds a special place in my heart. Uh, I also love Noah Khan. So here we go. All right. And so we basically are coming down to the the end of our episode, but I always just like to once again, have a guest reiterate where to follow you and where people can find you. So, um, can you just reshare? I know you've mentioned it along the way. Um, you know, how we can support you best in all of the creative things that you're doing. Yes. Thank you so much again, first and foremost. And I'd say the best way to connect with me, you can follow my lifestyle account on Instagram at material girl lifestyle. You can also connect with me on my personal Instagram at Lauren materia. I also have at Lauren Materia Photography if you're interested to check out my old photography things. And then also just for other things too, there's the Babes Rising Instagram. That's the community I'm a part of. Um, you can follow them as well at babes underscore rising. Happy to always share more on that as well. But those are the best ways to connect with me. And if you're looking for professional Lauren, you can look me up on LinkedIn. But <laughs> I love a good LinkedIn connection. You always have to pop that in there. Yes, you always got to, you know, I mean, we're talking about personal branding here. So like, I have to make sure I talk about the lovely LinkedIn. <laughs> exactly. And then as the last song that we're going to play, it kind of just goes right along with that in terms of personal branding. Again, I asked you to choose one that you feel fits your vibe and fits you. So you chose Tim McGraw's Humble and Kind. Um, so why did you choose this particular song? Yes. Well, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but I love country music. I feel like up in Vermont, I never really went around on the streets saying this just solely for the fact that it didn't necessarily fit the demographic, but I always still held it like true to my heart. And obviously like the title says in Tim McGraw's song, like, you know, always stay humble and kind. That's just my mantra, really. Uh, I mean, I love, you know, the whole like, she believed she could, so she did aspect as well. That's a part of who I am. But I think just knowing like, just staying true to who you are within your personal brand, within your own work, within your friendships, with any romantic relationships or anything, like, you always want to be like, true to yourself and stay humble by like, all these things that come your way and being kind, like, we don't need you know, negative energy, like, you know, I'm like, oh, honestly, like always telling myself, like treat people the way you want to be treated. So that's why this song is definitely still like 
it's really special to me because it's just a really good reminder of like, you know, we don't need the world to be more negative. We need it to like be happier. So I love that. All right. Well, here is Humble and Kind by Tim McGraw. And we're back. So thanks so much, Lauren, for coming on the show and doing this all virtually. I had so much fun chatting with you and I was glad I could hear about all that you're up to after we had, you know, chatted last time on your show. Yes. Thank you so much, Abby. And I love abstract podcasts and I cannot wait to see it grow in the future. And thank you so much again for having me on. Yes, everybody go follow all of Lauren's accounts that she had previously mentioned and support her. And listeners, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to this episode. Make sure to follow along on Abstract's social media where I'll be posting updates and content about upcoming guests, show playlists, and more. Next episode, I'll be bringing on another special guest, interviewing them and discussing their creative abstract ideas. Once again, thanks for tuning in to Abstract, a show dedicated to abstract ideas discussed amidst ever-changing tunes here on The Radiator or on your listening platform. I'm your host, Abby BK, and I hope you have a wonderful day or night. Thanks so much.